Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Born May 17th in Regans, Idaho, he is a stand-up comedian who you've seen in such specials as Revenge is Near, Crazy with a capital F, Don't Wake the Bear, Maybe I'm the Problem, and Get Out of Here Devil, as well as hosting one of the more popular podcasts on the internet, Time Suck. And on January 27th, he returns to Kansas City for one big show at the Uptown Theater. Please welcome, longtime friend of the show, Dan Cummins. Mr. Dan Cummins, how are you? I'm good, man. How are you? How was New York? Oh, dude, New York was fantastic. It was a good time. You, you've been out tra- traveling everywhere with your girl. I have. I have. We, uh, we've, been, we've been preparing for uh, a little new special. I'm going to shoot uh, this coming Saturday in Minneapolis and then uh, doing that theater tour in the spring and bring the material to Kansas City on the 27th. I'm excited, man. My favorite part was I was just talking to A-Hole Bob, the program director, who, who likes you very much. And, and knew that you were coming in without the back, because you haven't signed these tours on to like a big AEG or Live Nation type deal. And who normally do the press promotion and get yeah, in yeah. front of it? And, uh, and, he, and he said, he goes, he goes, so I thought Dan, because we're, you know, we like him so much, maybe he, he would need some help. And then realized the show was almost sold out based only on the fact that you're incredible. Oh, that's something. Well, you guys have helped so much. Just, you know, give me the exposure and. Kansas City, but yeah, we're trying like different promoters this uh, this spring and hoping that um, we get a little competition for one that'll want to do a, a full on theater tour next year is the is the hope. So, yeah, so far, listen, so good. Listen, dude, you don't need anybody. I remember watching Larry do this. Larry the Cable Guy became oh, yeah. such a groundswell. He walked in. He one time he rented Kemper Arena here in Kansas City, had My one God. microphone and one spotlight, and he took. All the money home. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I was like, you're a goddamn genius, Larry. Like, you know, the, the truth of the matter is, Dan, y- your fans are hard fans. If they like time suck, they like time suck. If they like comedy, you know, or, or they want both. But, you know, there was no doubt in my mind you come in and blow right through the tickets at the Uptown Theater. Oh, thanks, man. No, it's been it's been great. And yeah, and that and that do it yourself model is, you know, catching on more and more with comedy. Whereas, you know, people just got tired of 
a little handful of decision makers deciding who gets specials and right. you know and, and who gets uh, who gets to sign on with promoters all that stuff and now with you know socials and YouTube more and more big names are just doing everything themselves and realizing like oh wait we didn't need any anybody else we just need we just need the fans and ourselves well, listen, the reason I, I believe that you're so successful is you, you have, obviously, it starts with talent. You're a great comedian. That's how I met you. But you also are incredibly curious about this world and why the yes. way it is. And and I, too, I feel the same way. But I, yes. the, it's it's what makes you so much fun to listen to on the, on the on Time Suck. Oh, thanks, man. I mean, I, I'm so glad that there are other people out there like us. A lot of people who just, you know, aren't aren't happy with just, you know, because there are all those people who just surface value stuff is enough. Their, their parents tell them what to believe when they're uh, growing up, and they're just like, cool, I'm set for life. Right. And then they just ride that out until they die. And then there's other people like, wait a minute, that didn't make a lot of sense. I want to look into that for myself. Yes. And, uh, yeah. Yeah, they don't let their religion tell them what to believe. They don't let exactly. their, you don't let your politics tell you what to believe. In fact, if you let a politician, I don't care what side you think you're on, you're wrong. Exactly. It's always wrong. Uh, they, they, they they care so much more about election cycle optics than they do about the average citizen. And right. I think more people are finally like waking up to that and realizing, yeah, that it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if it's uh, Biden or Trump or whoever. It's like they're not your buddy. Right. They're not. It's like that that weird attitude some people get where they're going to like sacrifice relationships with their family or their neighbors or whatever for somebody who wouldn't take a leak on them to put them out of being on fire. Correct. Is insane. Yeah. Well, and the fact we don't see the correlation between cults and politics that we don't right. see the idea that if you're not with me, then I can't have any contact with you. I mean, it's, it's Scientology. We look at that. We go, yep. you're crazy. But then yep. as long as you put a different Christian spin on it. And by the way, I'm not anti-Christian. I'm just saying that's the cover that people go, oh, if it's Christian, it's fine. Everything they do is fine. But look at this International right, right. House of Prayer thing. That, those crazy oh, bastards. Dude. You guys have been jumping into that. That was all here in Kansas City. That, that was a fascinating one that, that we just did that just um, uh, is coming out today, actually. That, uh, that episode will come out in just a, a couple hours. And that was an interesting one where, you know, I was trying to figure out, like, is IHOP KC a cult or not? And it's, it's right on the edge it's a very unusual, I almost, I ended up calling it like a cult incubator where it's like Mike Bickle, the guy who runs that. I'm not necessarily sold that he is a quote, like cult leader, but he's created, he's opened a door for this weird religious organization that can create other cult leaders because of their focus on modern prophecy. And, and, and I do think uh, at very least he's a doomsday prophet and, and those people drive me crazy. Where it's like the, the people that build a following based on, you know, uh, the prediction of the end times. Because what's interesting about the IHOP KC is they got that 24-7 prayer room. And you can, you can tune in on YouTube right now, and they'll be singing songs in that strip mall. And, and they're actually pretty decent musicians. And they're keeping that prayer going. And at first it seems kind of nice. It's like, oh, that's cool. They're just, you know, uh, singing songs and bringing people joy. But you dig into it. The reason they're singing songs specifically is in their version of the end times involves this warrior killer Christ God who's going to come down personally with his sword and just lay waste to the infidels, men, women, and children. And they're like, yay, let's kill everybody. What do they call that? Eschatology? Exactly. That's exactly right. But they sing 24-7, 365, right? Yep. And they have have since 19, gosh, 19, or well... Since the early 2000s, they started in 1999, but since the early 2000s, they've had that room going nonstop, and their plan is to sing nonstop 
until the end times. Yeah, until the second. And, and my thing with the end times is every single generation has had people that are positive and build a following based specifically on get with me. I'm going to help prepare you for the end times that are coming soon. And every single one of them has always been wrong. And so like the ego on somebody like Mike Bickle to think that he's the one out of all right. the people the past 2000 years, he's the one that, that God is like, uh, you know, you're, yeah, you're no. the guy, you're the guy. Yeah. No, that's always the thing is it's always the red rope, right? Right. It's always the, yep. the, the, yep. the, the, the always a VIP velvet rope. Like, listen, you tell me and I tell him, but nobody gets in to see God, but nobody, I'm the one, I'm the prophet. I'm the, I'm the yep. sayer. Now, with that, the, the whole thing came to uh, light in the beginning because IHOP went to war with IHOP, like uh, traditionally right. known as the International House of Pancakes, now the International House of Prayer. And didn't International Prayer, did they win that argument? No, they had to change it to IHOP KC. That's okay. why they, um, they, had, they, they settled out of court Okay, uh, because they were going to lose. And what I think is funny, funny about that is like, okay, so God gave this Mike Bickle guy supposedly a prophecy while he was in Egypt, right after he was fasting, by the way. Mm. And fasting is a proven way to hallucinate. Right. And so God tells him to start this IHOP. It's like, wouldn't God, wouldn't God also tell you there's a, there's a very successful pancake franchise by the same name? <laughs> that, right. that maybe you should name it something, something else. And that, that you would, since I can see the future, since I'm omnipotent, that you're not going to win the right. lawsuit? Yeah. Right, exactly. And it cracks me up when these people believe something like uh, God needs our help with this 24-7 prayer room. So, so let me get this straight. So God is like he's not strong enough as this omnipotent, powerful deity to pull off beating the devil himself. But if 20 people in a Kansas City strip mall can <laughs> sing long right, enough, right, right. It'll, it'll up his, his strength bar like on the video game. It's right. Like, what are you doing? You, so, and, and then, and Mike Bickle was chosen, by the way, uh, by another Kansas City supposed prophet by the name of Bob Jones. Right. And that guy is right. photogenically insane. That guy, <laughs> you look at any picture of him, and you're like, he's blatantly before he died, blatantly mentally ill. He died a couple of years ago. His he was a doomsday preacher too, and his last prediction was the end times are definitely starting as soon as Kansas City wins the Super Bowl again. Yeah. And uh, still waiting. Still, still waiting for the for the, the slain and the and the lane waste to everybody. Yeah, the IHOP International House of Prayer. It's weird. And again, I don't care. You can worship a turtle. I'm just interested in the truth of it all. Like it doesn't matter if I'm ever going to yep. join it or if I'm going to give you money or if I think you should do it or not do it. As it has no bearing on anything. I'm just interested in the stories that come out of things like this. Yep. Like the story about the uh, you remember the the murder that happened uh, with a oh, Beth, yeah, yeah. Beth, Bethany uh, Deaton suicide. Yeah, Bethany Deaton. And, and she, she did, they did rule the suicide. I do believe it was a suicide, but what that uncovered was I talked about them being like a cult incubator. Well, her husband, Tyler Deaton, see what Mike Bickle did is he opened up this door to modern prophecy. And he basically said that anybody can receive prophecies from God. And of course, if you do that, then a whole bunch of your followers are going to be like, oh, cool. I'm a prophet now. Right. Oh, me too. Hey, I'm a prophet. Oh, hey, this guy's a prophet. Everybody's a prophet now. And Tyler Deaton is one of the guys who thought he was a prophet, and he started a little mini cult within uh, the you know IHOP kind of like paradigm. And right. that dude was insane, and he was and this and the reason Bethany like became so depressed and ended up you know taking her own life is because she married a guy who was blatantly homosexual, knew he was homosexual, but Bickle also preaches with that evangelical spin that that's wrong. 
And so he tried to suppress his homosexuality, tried to convince himself that he could marry this, this Bethany person who she thought her prophecy was that she was supposed to be with Tyler and have his babies. And she marries this guy who wants nothing to do with her sexually. Meanwhile, he's convincing his little male followers that God wants them to cuddle. Because if you can't have affection <laughs> with another man, then that's the devil. He, he actually convinced them that it's the devil who doesn't want you to do naked cuddling with other, you know, straight dudes. Yeah, one God, God wants you to big spoon, little spoon, because God is the biggest yeah. spoon of all. God's the biggest right, spoon right, of right. all. In a yeah. perfect situation, Jesus is the biggest spoon, and he's naked, and then Jesus' ween is up against your butt. That's right. And then your ween is up against another fellow Christian's butt, and that's the uh, you know the Holy Trinity. So on and so forth. Yes, until until we're all spooning, and there you, you can't have a war while you're spooning, right? However, the world that's is how you beat the devil. That's right. If, if all of us dudes, if all of us straight guys could just get naked and just go <laughs> weans to butts around the world, we could build a force field that's to right. stop the devil. <laughs> it, it's. <laughs> So God fantastic. wants us a human centipede. God wants us to form a Christian centipede. <laughs> this, and, and by the way, this, I love the idea that you are so adept at, uh, you, you have time suck, like we're talking about right now, like what happened with yeah. the International House of Prayer, which it does coincide with some of your comedy, but it really is a completely different thing. When you come in to KC to do the Burn It All Down tour, you're doing yeah. your stand-up comedy. You're not doing time totally. suck at that point, which... Man, that's that's just a lot of work. I mean, it just is to me like the idea because I, I have yeah, to do big, like, all I have to do yeah. all or one. I, I really like I, I can't imagine having to write a stand up act. Uh, well, obviously I can't, but if I if I had the ability with the time it takes, most people spend their whole lives trying to get any kind of an act together, just something. Yeah. Let alone you doing everything that you do. It's tricky to like, you know, we essentially, my wife and I run a small business now because we've got employees and stuff for the podcast. And then, you know, it's like you just have to get used to pivoting. It's like I have the horror podcast, Scared to Death, which has nothing to do with comedy. And then I got to get in that mindset and then shift to Time Suck, which is, which is its own little world. And then, yeah, shift to stand up. But I, but I liked it like one influences the other, like, you know, framing stories to make the narratives more compelling for Scared to Death has, I think, helped my writing and then Time Suck has just helped me learn more about the world. And then both of those things get put into stand-up. So I do think this new hour, and just based on feedback from the audience, uh, is, is the strongest hour of stand-up I've ever come up with. And I wouldn't have been able to come up with it without the other things. Well, but it I, is different. I think that you're uh, unabashedly you, you know? Just it just is who it is. You are who you are, man. You're you're. I think you're a wonderful human being, but you're not. Think, you're not afraid to go out there and and do the comedy that the world really does need. And some of it's yeah. going to be a little offensive. Some will be a lot offensive to you. Some yeah. some. And trust me, when I listen to you, I go, "Ooh, the, the, this side's going to be so upset by that statement." And then that side, I'm like, "Oh, they're really going to be bent over there." Like, yeah. In the end, if you can't laugh, you're really. You, you, trust me, this goes across the board. This this crosses all religious and political and, and human yeah. lines that you can possibly imagine. Yeah, I think I, think I try to make it fair, you know, and, and it's, I really am kind of like an in-the-middle observer on a lot of this stuff. And I do feel good that this – I mean, I say that at the beginning of this hour, actually, that, like, by the end of the show, it's like you're going to be offended at some point. Right. But, like, hopefully, you know, like you can get – and then I, I think – I don't – I'm not trying to be offensive, but I'm just trying to be very honest yeah. And uh, and it is fun to, you know, be able to skewer kind of everything and have an audience 
they can they can handle it. But but yeah, I will say this new hour is gets the most laughs any hour I've ever had, and also has sent the most audience members to the lobby in tears than any hour. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Dude. <laughs> Have you ever had anybody get into that that crazy place where you've you've threatened their belief system so much that they just stand up, they do that vibrating thing where they're kind of shaking and they and they they can't quite get what they want out, but they're very upset with you. Oh yeah, oh yeah. And I've had uh, people stand up and just you know try to kind of like babble, like you know, angry about like some some point I've made, and then yes, have that weird thing where they're just it's so much emotion in them, yes, and they can't articulate. And I always interpret that as like you're angry mostly because a part of you knows that I'm right. That's right. And and, I, and I've, I've touched on some sacred cow of yours that you were not confident about, and you don't like that I'm making you feel more uncertain about it. That's exactly and then, right. And then I've also had, I've had a few people. The worst is when um, you just have somebody like, uh, you can tell they came along with a fan, but they're not necessarily a fan, <laughs> and they didn't know what they were getting into. And I remember this one girl, it was like in Nashville, she just sat at her table and just cried for about half the show. I tried to ask her what bothered her, and I think it was just the overall act. Just like my uh, overall point of view just made her sad enough just to just to softly weep at her table. <laughs> I gotta tell you, I think it's a terrible reaction that my is a genuine hard laugh on that, but I wish I could be at that show so I could watch it happen because I just think... <laughs> you so frail in this world and your belief exactly. and your understanding in this world is so terrible that that in a short 30 minutes the words that came out of the stranger's mouth have completely crushed everything you ever believed in and you're just weeping in public right right it's such a weird thing because there's no act i could go to like there's there's statements that somebody could say where i'm like oh that's disturbing or um, that's, that's, they're creepy, you know, or something like that. It, you know, it would like bother me if they just seem like a terrible person, but there's literally nothing someone on stage could say that would just make me weep no. unless they were like very specific of like, and I have Dan Cummins family in my basement right now <laughs> and they're tied up. And then I get a text message from my wife. Like, please help me. I'm in this guy's basement. Yeah. Yeah. For real. But, and when people get yeah. mad, that's especially at comedy or a joke or or a statement. I, it, it's nothing is more clear to me as I grow through in this world that fear is anger is always through fear, which means you threaten them. You're, to your point earlier, when when you said this, they somewhere way back there you shook them because they know what they believe in or what they they purport to believe in is absurd. And you go, yep. and, and and that's where anger comes out. Because if you go, oh, damn, I bet you like to suck these. You're like, oh, you kidding me? Six at a time. You know, because it's funny. <laughs> right. You know, because, yep. but if you were like, no, I don't. God damn it. No, I don't. I'm not. I'm like, yep. ooh, someone has some unrequited feelings. Like Exactly. It, it, one of my one of my new tattoos, that's what it uh, actually says. Is, I mean, it's a Rage Against the Machine quote, but it's uh, fear is your only God. And yeah. I think that's so true for so many people. They just, they worship fear. You know, Without they just, a doubt. they're so afraid to, to step outside their boundaries because they're afraid some God's going to punish them or their family's going to disown them. And they just go through life, not really believing it, but refusing to kind of question it to a certain level because of fear. Yeah, because it's too uncomfortable to stand on your own. Everybody wants to tribe it up like, oh, we wear the same sports ball team. We wear the right. we're in the same military branch. We have the same religion. We're the same skin color. We're the same yep. political affiliation. We're the and it goes on and on and all the way down yep. to oh, you ride a Harley. I ride a Harley. Look, I ride yep. Harleys. I know what the what the stereotype is, and it's real. 
Yep. Mindless tribalism. It's something I've tried to fight an instinct my whole life. And it's like, uh, you know, I just wish that, you know, more people could step outside that and just like pick people based on character. Right. Do you like the character of this person? You know, uh, and then the rest of the details, what motorcycle they ride, what team they root for, what, you know, branch for military. None of that should matter. That's right. Are they are they a solid person? Are you a solid person? Cool. Everything else doesn't matter. I was having that yeah. discussion with somebody the other day that, listen, the words we speak are what we want others to think of us. Our, yeah. our actions are who we really are. Yep, exactly. Exactly. And I, and I think about that could say of what is it like the way you behave when, when no one's watching, when you don't think anyone's watching, yep. you know, is yeah. uh, that there, there's, oh, my gosh, we just lost a friendship, my wife and I, because this guy that this friend of ours got engaged to this lady who has the worst character and he doesn't see it because the way she behaves in front of him is very different. And when he's not around and she's not worried about like judgment from him and she, and she's like two different people. And I'm like, man, and I told him that over lunch and I'm like, dude, that's a bad red flag, man. Yeah. You, that, that, you never yeah. win that. You can listen you know, as well as that there's nothing when it comes to vagina, especially when I know. the blinders are on, you're like, because ultimately they don't want them to be that so we just pretend them into somebody else oh yeah yeah and i i speculate that she could suck a golf ball through a straw yeah. so it's like i can't compete with that you know that i mean that's always yep. the case right you just it's yep. just one of those things you go god and you'll lose i've lost that fight every time you're like dude i think this is a bad one and, and yeah it just you never win it's impossible nope. everybody has to walk down get the baseball bat to the forehead he'll be back by the way Oh, I know, I know. Once, once she takes everything, yeah. he'll, he'll yeah. be like, oh, man, she listens. Yeah. Dude, you know what? Which one of you sons of bitches would have told me she was terrible? Yeah. <laughs> right, right. I'll be like, me, over here, over here in the back. We haven't yeah. talked in a couple of years, but yep. Oh, man. Yeah. You know, it's always going to be this way. And, and again, that's what makes comedy so much funny. We're all human. We're all frail. We're all yep. afraid. We're all insecure in our own way. Like, none of us have it really figured out. We're just trying to get nope. there and laugh on the way. Because that's what laughter also is, man. We're laughing in the face of fear because it's just exactly. another way to spit in its eye. That, exactly. That, that's actually also what I say at the beginning of this new new hour. I just point out, I'm like, hey, man, if you get upset, I'm like, you shouldn't care that much about what I say. I admittedly don't know very much and I'm just wandering around and trying to figure things out. And if you start to get upset, please remember that you, despite what you may think of yourself also don't know very much. That's right. And are just wandering around trying to figure things out. That's so right. It's all calmed down. Of course. But yet it's uh People get wound up, and it's fun to wind them up. It's, like, that's one thing. I, I can't, can't wait to be at the show. I'll be there. Uh, if there are any tickets left, I mean, I'm kidding. Not oh, kidding. Dude, you're, no, you're, you're, I, I want you to go. I was going to um, ask, man, if you want to pop out on stage and say a few words. Uh, of course, I mean, I'd I love to. I never want to pressure you, but I would love that. I would love it. Listen, I just want to spend time with you, man. I never get to see you. You're too busy. Yeah, I, I mean, please, please, yeah, come to the show. It'd be so fun. Come out on stage and say a few words together, man. It'd be that'd be awesome. No, oh, without a doubt, man. It's Friday. It's January twenty seventh. I would be there without yep. a doubt. Uh, listen, I would be there if I was in the very back, standing room only, standing at the back, like because I'm a fan. I'm a genuine fan. Of course, we're friends, but for real, like your comedy, your time suck. I thought about going to Odyssey, this parent company that owns us, and trying yep. to push you in. And then I realized, why would I do that to a friend? <laughs> he's gonna be fine. He's gonna be fine. Like you're, listen. You you you've got you're doing everything the way you should be doing it. It's gonna be great. Oh, thanks, man. No, it's it's uh, it's fun. It continues to be a a fun challenge, you know, to try and figure out each new topic every week. Uh, and 
yeah, yeah, it's never never gets boring. That's for sure. Never gets boring between all the crazy serial killers and just all random cults and all kinds of weird topics. Yeah, cannibal cops, Bayou Stranglers, and the IHOP KC oh Church. It's going to be fantastic. Yeah, that cannibal cop. That was an interesting one. Where that guy wasn't a killer. He just was a dude who got way into chat rooms and talked a lot about killing people and eating people, but like people in real life, including his wife. And is and that, that, was a, that was, he's not an incel uh, though, right? Like he's not an incel because he's he's married. Nope he was he was married. He um, this guy Gilberto. I, I, I uh, oh my gosh, I'm blanking on his last name right now. But he, was, he was several years. Ago. I'm sorry. Uh, was it V A L L E? Oh yes, right. Yep, exactly. It was. Yep, it was uh, Gilberto Valley. Yep, this guy um, who he was a yeah, just a cop, New York City cop. He he, he did cross some lines for sure when he used this police database to get personal information on some old friends and stuff that he was fantasizing about. So he could actually like find out where they lived and these different things. But he, he didn't do anything to anyone, no one. He just um, got really into this, these weird, this dark fetish network chat room. And in this little like slice of this weird part of the web where people talked about cannibalism fetishes, but he just got so specific where he was talking about like, you know, okay, on Thursday, I'm going to kidnap my wife. And, you know, here's what we're going to tie her up and we're going to slice her up and we're going to try and keep her alive as long as possible. We're going to rape her and then we're going to eat her. But then he wouldn't do that when Thursday would come. But it was this case of of like how far can the fantasy go before it shifts from fantasy to plotting a crime? Right. And it was this big dilemma. And it's like, you know, if you err the wrong way, well, now you're on the thought police side of the argument. And now people are being punished for fantasies. But maybe if you don't go far enough, you're letting somebody plan a horrible crime that they're then going to commit. It was a right. really interesting kind of, you know, case that way. And, and, and he ended up going to prison he, and then getting acquitted. What about his wife, though? What about her, about her finding out about that? Imagine that. You're like, oh, God. Holy hell. Yeah, and they had a little baby together. Yeah, no, uh, no. She, when she found out exactly what he was typing, she, she got some spyware and put it on his computer and found out exactly what he was saying about her. And, and he was putting pictures of her up on this mm. not giving her name her full name but but putting pictures up for these other psychopaths to see and endangering her life that way where it's like he might be fantasizing but one of these people he's talking to might not be fantasizing and they might you know end up you know seeing her and you know kidnapping her or whatever oh dude but it was a really the army argument. the army hammer fan club dude no doubt right right and then yeah then these other people came out and it's like man what a that that episode just made me thankful that like my my like kink doesn't go farther than yes. like butt stuff is fun, <laughs> dude. You know? dude that's, I can't tell you how many times I've thanked this the big man in the sky. Be like, thank you for not giving me a poop fetish. Thank you for not giving me this. Thank you for giving me right. like I'm your basic degenerate. I'm like I want to see you with another chick. I maybe want to put it in your butt. That kind of a thing. Yep. Like you know what yep. I mean? Occasionally, you're like, oh, yep. I think I might Google squirters. That might be fun. You know? But past oh, that, dude. thank God I'm not underneath a glass coffee table. Oh, my God. Yeah, exactly. I am so thankful that I can, you know, just come so hard to a, a, a random outfit as opposed to needing this crazy apparatus where it's like, okay, I'm going to need you to hold me down. I'm going to need this person to spit on me. I'm going to need this person <laughs> to put some boxing gloves and punch me in the taint yeah. while, uh, you know, uh, somebody who looks like my mom poops in my mouth. Yeah. No. You know, 
It's weird. It's too much. And that in the random anger for people who got married because they must feel like they love somebody, but yet you have yeah. this random like, I need to, I want to eat you. I want right. to not just eat you. I want to eat you. I want to cut you up and consume you. I also want to beat you and torture you and go through all that business. And uh, I'm yeah. talking about S&M people. Like, I think I have a grasp now after being told about it enough. The, the, the Some people dig on the submission and other people are, or dig on that, but this is so sure. far past that. This is this is about like the other person not wanting it. Totally, totally, exactly. And that's what like I, I kind of talk about in the episode. I'm like, that's when you need to go to therapy. Like, if, if you want to, if your fantasy fantasy is just to like tie somebody up who's having fun being tied up and spank their bottom and sure. you know like pinch their nipples or whatever like that and and fine whatever it's like they're enjoying that and, and if they like a little bit of pain That's but they're it, enjoying yeah. that but if, but if your fantasy is to cut their arms off <laughs> yeah, and then right. eat their arms in front of them i'm like you're deranged yeah. that is not a normal healthy fetish you need to go see a psychiatrist now now I, listen i've been uh, and mental health people love this I've always been for forming a charity where you rent guns and buy bullets for pedophiles to commit suicide and be like, look, just do the right thing. <laughs> Dude, I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Just do the right thing. You're having these feelings. You feel like you're not going to be able to control them. Look, man, come on by. We'll rent you a gun and sell you a bullet. Yep. Yep. Exactly. Exactly. I'm, I'm all for that. It's like, yeah, if you just can't get that out of your head and you need to like eventually grab somebody off the street and eat them so you know you can finish hard oh man we have a we have a better fetish for you i'm, I'm gonna i'm telling you i'm gonna blow your brains out as you're beaten off <laughs> yes, yes. and that's gonna be the ultimate rush just trust me just, just try it one time you're gonna love it yeah 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 it's uh it, see this is the rabbit hole that happens with dan cummins you need to check him out make sure you check out the time suck podcast also uh the burn it all down tour if you can get tickets january 27th the uptown theater it is a guaranteed sellout I know you've heard phrases like that before, but guys, I'm telling you, before the end of 2022, there will be no tickets for this show. So if you'd like to go, you need to buy them now and make sure that you get them because it's it's the only way. I'm surprised, yeah, yeah. honestly, we, next time we, you're we, here, it'll be two shows. Yeah, yeah, I, dude, that would be amazing. That would be amazing. I'm I'm so happy that we're able to, you know, gonna sell sell this one out. I'm I'm so excited. Like this run that we're doing so far is. It's selling well, and yeah, we're we're overjoyed. And I've uh, you know, I've wanted to do like a theater run uh, since I got into stand up, so this is very exciting. And uh, and by the way, what's the imagery for burn it all down? Because that's one of my favorite things about you is you you try to come up with feels like with images that people don't want to put up in their theaters or at the comedy clubs. The one <laughs> you were covered in blood on the one. Yes, yeah, that one. A lot of places was used to put that one up. Um, but, but this one, yeah, just a little dystopian in the background where it just looks like, yeah, everything's on fire yeah, and the world's kind of falling apart. Your agent but, uh, must yeah, love uh, you. Your agent must just love you. <laughs> he He's a funny guy where he also is like, oh man, let's, let's push the envelope. He, uh, he loves it. He's a big fan of like, you know, like when Ozzy Osbourne and some of those guys were creating like crazy buzz with, you know, the biting the heads off bats, rumors and all that. He's mm -hmm. like, man, let's, let's go for it. Let's push the envelope. Yes, I, I agree. Listen, I love love that you took time to hang with us today, man. I'll see you in January for sure, and we'll talk before then. Yeah, yeah, let's for sure talk. And yeah, please, man, uh, you know, anybody there is welcome always to these things. And truly, truly, we'd love to hang and, and love to get you out there and say hi to everybody. And that'd be a, an awesome moment. Excellent. Excellent. I'll see you soon, man. Hold on. Stay right there. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on What's in Your Podcast queue. And guess what? 
Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply calling all pop culture enthusiasts. Are you obsessed with all things celebrity? Do you live for the drama, the laughs, and the unexpected moments that unfold on social media? Then you're going to want to tune in to the Comments by Celebs podcast. Join us three times a week as we deep dive into every aspect of pop culture. Whether it's dissecting the latest trends or just chatting about your favorite celebs, Comments by Celebs has you covered. We have new episodes out every week. Follow and listen to Comments by Celebs on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. 